Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, you're listening to You Can Miss Me With That Podcast. My name is Luther Okeo, and I'm actually out here in Columbia, Missouri, visiting my boy and his fiance, Scuba Steve and M. They're running around doing stuff right now, getting ready to go. I'm so glad I was able to come visit them. You guys want to come say hi? Say hi to JT. You know he listens on Fridays. Yeah, just say hi. Hi, JT. What's up, JT? <laughs> Showed you some love, buddy. And uh, it's, it's been really fun to come visit them. We had a great night, but now I'm going to struggle because I'm, I haven't been with a goon squad in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking at me so weird because <laughs> they actually sing how the podcast goes. But guys, I just wanted to um, actually let you guys know about a Vice video that's out there that I actually just saw the other day. And it's a huge talk. Um, basically about 30 minute talk between black liberals and black conservatives and um, it's very enlightening to just kind of see you know I guess enlightened black people or like just black people just sitting down and talking about politics why there are some black um, conservatives on there and how they feel about being black conservatives and how they've been attacked and just seeing how how they think how they feel and I think this this is something everybody should watch because sure it's just tailored toward black people but this they ask a lot of questions that I think if you just switch the words around instead of using black, maybe use Asian, that could, um, you know, really enlighten a lot of people. So I'm throughout the podcast, I'm going to be playing different parts of that conversation. And um, I want to say even before I really get started, I want to, um, the guy Lee Adams, he kind of is like the moderator or he tries to kind of keep everything in control in the kind of discussion that they have. And he does a very good job. And it's very impressive. I was able to keep his composure while everything's just kind of flying around. They cover about almost 15 different topics from their first impression of Donald Trump to who voted for Donald Trump to um, uh, who voted for Obama, some of their problems with the Obama presidency. Why does it do they feel like the black vote should be courted by like p- politicians, especially with a lot of stats that I heard where black people in America, 90% of them vote for the Democratic Party. And there's no um, place like that in the world where one group of people does like nine out of 10 times they vote for this type of party. So um, it's it's just very fascinating. And then you hear a multitude of different topics from people on both sides, because to be fair, I think it's very rare, at least in my life, that I've ever come across a black conservative. Like, I don't, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't really think I have. So to hear this other side and to see why they think that way, which is very in, enlightening to see that, and, and, and that actually makes a lot of sense. But also, with both sides of the conversation, I think they both, at least in in my opinion, how I looked at it, both sides are kind of missing things. Like they ask, why does it feel like um, when people talk about black people, black people talk about themselves? Why are they talking about themselves like they're from like they're at a poor disadvantage like they're poor or they're broke or why do they act like black there aren't there aren't any black people in the one percent of the country like we're talking the super mega rich which they are black people there but but one person talks about it like we're i'm talking about the exception instead of the rule you know with with black people being in the top one percent of the country so i mean there's just topics like that which are really awesome to see and they're asking really hard hitting questions i mean to think about even 
especially about the Obama presidency and Obama as a man and the fact that he was the first black president in America and seeing like that even seeing like when Obama was elected seeing those pictures like Reggie Jackson crying and things like that and seeing how that affected America and seeing their overall problems now that the Obama presidency is over and all you can do is look back that they did not agree with a lot of the stuff that Obama did and one person straight out comes out and says it was a mistake for him to vote for him as a as a black as a black person so I'm really, really excited for you guys to watch this. And if you guys get a chance, because obviously I'm not going to be able to put everything on there. I'm just going to try and put what I think is important. Please, please, please watch the documentary. I will put a link of, on it in the social media posts and all that. Because it's it's just that important. This is something that, for real, everybody should just watch. Because even if, you, even if you're not black and you watch, and you watch this, it's going to ask you some questions that you all you have to do is switch the race out. Or... Even if you don't switch the race, it just it makes you think about it yourself, which it made me do. And like everything, like everybody else, it's to me it was very polarizing. So I left with my own opinions, and I'm going to tell you what some of them are, and my own problems with both sides, and what I wish the the um, conversation, the video touched more on. But these they can only show so much, right? And you can, they can only keep those people there for so long. They actually made a little clip version, then it was. Um, so many people wanted more of that conversation. They made the full, kind of like an extended version. I don't know if it was a full thing. And I mean, on YouTube, it's being seen almost, like I said before, a million and a half times. As that's how many views it has on the thing. And then let alone just on YouTube. I don't know how it is on their website or anything like that. So, I mean, just buckle up, <laughs> I guess. And I'll start by playing... Um, Technically, uh, what Lee Adams asked a question about how black conservatives are treated by the black community as a mo as just as a whole. And really, they have three different perspectives and a little extra kind of bonus thing from three uh, black conservatives who were there. And they all it's pretty unique how all three viewpoints are, especially the first person I'm about to play and the kind of the unique circumstance he finds himself in. So um, let's get it started. For those of us who identify as conservative, right? I want to hear about your treatment within the black community, being an outspoken black conservative. And then I want to hear about the perceptions that you think people have of you, um, whoever wants to start. Well, I'll start with myself. Go for uh, it. <laughs> because like, so look, you're going to hear, and I'm, I'm going to let Bevelyn speak to the black perspective, but I'm going to speak from the gay perspective, sure. all right? Because I came out as a, as a black gay conservative about six months ago. I have been treated horribly by other gay people. The only friends that have dumped me are quote-unquote friends that have dumped me for, for being conservative Republican have been the gay ones. The people who give me the most so grief on social media have been the gay ones. The people for that love. call me the nasties, all kinds of like, oh, house nigga, Uncle Tom, like all this stuff. Like these have been gay people or the people from the quote-unquote tolerant and inclusive LGBTQ community. All right. So this is what my experience has been. And, and being somebody that has been an advocate and still consider myself an advocate, just not in the way that they want me to be. I was very shocked by that because I think that when I came out as conservative, they like to push forward this 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 veneer of inclusion and tolerance. And that dropped like that. So it was the nastiest treatment that I had ever seen, and I never expected it. And you never expect it as a gay person until it happens to you. 
So that was Rob Smith, one of the conservatives on the kind of panel in the in the discussion. And to be fair, or not even to be fair, to be not surprised, like I wasn't surprised, I guess is what I'm trying to say by that. And it's just something that I've noticed every now and then, especially from actually both sides. I mean, to give you an example, um, let's say like Milo, Milo, I can't say like Yelanopoulos or something like that. When he went, went to go speak at, and I, I want to say it was Cal Berkeley and, um, they, the whole bunch of people came in, like screamed and started protesting things like that. And it made it even impossible for Milo to even be there. Just, you know, risking his own safety and anything like that. Mind you, I don't know a lot about Milo Yelanopoulos. All I know is that he, he's, uh, he's also gay and he, he, and he says a lot of like controversial stuff. Um, I know he's he's right wing, I believe. But just to see that if you're not even going to let the man speak, no matter what it is, it only bolsters kind of a side of the rights argument, if that's who you are. So I was not surprised to see that he was treated like that, because I feel like with black people and things like that, and I guess uh, minorities like that, you're just supposed to, you know, you're supposed to believe a certain way. And I was, you know it's 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 crazy that you know a lot of people on the left whoever you are maybe obviously i don't think i don't believe it's everybody especially not in these cases but just to see that how first of all the courage that it takes to come out you know even even today even though it's more inclusive today just courage it takes to come out and also to be a conservative it seems like at least to me i was confused like it's like you're kind of fighting against yourself, but that just because he's conservative and gay doesn't mean he supports all things like Tommy Loren says she supports a woman's a woman's right to choose, even though she's conservative. So it's just the fact that as black people, and I'm just only going to use black people in this instance, is that we're supposed to believe a certain way no matter what, because of how the history of black people in this country, and that's kind of if you really think, but that's really stupid. So. You know, I'm not supposed to have a mind of my own, which is what I, every time you you hear one of these conservatives speak, it's just the fact that they're like, hey, it's I'm trying to have a mind of my own. I just don't want to think like everybody else, which is really what everybody should do. Sure. No matter what you lean right, left, if you're in the middle, you should approach every topic with a mind of your own. Yeah, sure. Um, Rob Smith believes that way about immigration. And that doesn't mean that I have to feel the same way. You should learn for yourself. You should take the time, not just like believe what somebody else is saying and i believe we're not doing that a lot anymore as a country because it seems like we're in just this giant screaming match with each other and whoever's the loudest wins which that doesn't that doesn't solve anything so you're loud today that doesn't they'll just come back tomorrow and bring more people and be louder like nobody it seems like i've always brought this up before in probably previous in previous episodes but nobody wants to talk to each other you know, try to understand our differences and just be okay with it, which is what this vice thing, this whole video kind of was. It was, it was really, I, I know I've touched on like four or five times, but it's just fun to see people of different, you know, beliefs or political stances sit together and talk. And yeah, sure. They argue. It's weird. Of course you're going to argue, but they still would, especially with the guy like Lee, there, trying to kind of hold everything together. So make sure that they still touch their important topics. It's it was it was just really encouraging to see that, and that was just one. Per I know it's a very specific view with Rob, to see how he was treated. Especially that's heartbreaking because they don't even try to understand his position at all. They don't try to talk to him and see why he thinks this way, because 
I mean, when you look at the video, Rob looks like a very um, like affluent person. Nice little, nice little coat, blazer, whatever. He's chilling. Like he's he looks good. Looks he takes he takes care of himself. And to even just completely dismiss that, and that's why I believe when you try and do this, especially uh, when you try and do this kind of way, where you treat people that kind of way, even um, as I was watching Joe Rogan's podcast a couple of days ago, and it just came to my mind. He brought up the thing. So you see why. And he brought up actually Trump supporters and how they're characterized. So a lot, you see, even in your mind, think about how Trump supporters are characterized right now. They seem like they're racist, sexist, and, you know, that they're hicks in a lot of ways and things like that. And that's not how it is. You can believe it or not, just because you talk to people. We're talking about they're just regular Americans just trying to go day by day, making sure that they're that their interests in the country are protected. And, you know, they they're they also I mean, they also care about the country like you do on the left. But to characterize them that way and then only, that only embolden, like pisses them off, then emboldens them because you're not even trying to know us. Mind you, I'm just I'm I'm just the way I've looked at it. And that's what kind of how Joe Rogan characterized it is like you're not even trying to know the Trump supporter. You're just automatically casting them in this light, which is completely unfair. So is does Rob look like the people? If you please, please go watch this video. He's actually the guy on the left in the in one of the pictures I'm going to post in the in the social media um, posts about this. Um, he's actually the guy on the left. Does he look like what you would think a Trump supporter would look like? And is it why is it such a bad thing for a black person to be conservative? Do you not think so? He, he every black conservative just automatically loses their mind. I'm just I'm just asking this because I don't know I've never met one. So they for they they people don't just at least I want to say in a perfect world people don't just pick a side to pick a side. You know, hopefully you've researched your position, you understand what it is. And I feel like especially as a black person, you know, you have to do that because you're gonna be characterized and which is unfair. So you have to always probably constantly explain your position about why you feel that way. And just to see how he was treated, especially by people who who technically uh, have the same kind of prejudice against him that he does and how they treat him. And also, they, they're completely unfiltered. So you heard it. You heard Rob just drop the N word real quick to see how they're treated, to see because he's trying to clean up, you know, he's starting to clean, he's trying to dress better and how he's being called all those names and terms. I get called that now. I've been called Uncle Tom multiple times in my life because of how I dress and and how I carry myself. And that's by black people all the time. And I mean, they can believe what they want is is my fault that I'm not I'm trying to make a like a better like a better thing, a better make my life better is what I'm trying to say. So I I kind of understand a little bit what he's done. I've been attacked that way. Before they even try to get to know me as a person, they don't understand the struggles that I went with. They don't understand the struggles that Rob is going through. And the fact that the courage that it takes uh, to just take that stance, which is actually uh, something that um, Trump Jr. says in an article actually last year doing a rally at at Donald Trump rally. A whole bunch of black conservatives were there. And he straight up, he says, and I quote, you guys are the strongest or the most courageous people in America for taking this stance is important. In a lot of ways, he's right. Because you're going to get attacked. 
They're gonna they, they're gonna get threatened. They're gonna get attacked. They're gonna get ostracized from other black because what? They're not black enough now, or they're now they're thinking white, and that is a terrible mentality that a lot of black people have. And they talk about that. It just makes sense that you you get attacked like that, and then you're automatically gonna close up your ranks. You, you're automatically gonna you ju- you're just gonna kind of take it all in, and you just see all right, you know, and then immediately you're gonna ask why. So why am I supposed to act or think that way? Why am I supposed to act that way? Because I'm black? If you did things because... If people did things because they're black, things would be so much different. I wouldn't be... I'd be in, I'd be in like prison or something because that's what the, the, the statistic says. Right? And that's just only one account. I got another one here coming up for you real quick. And hear what this young lady says. For me, like... It started with my high school friends. Everybody was unfriending me on Facebook because, you know, I was talking about the Trump election and I went to the inauguration and all of that. So my family, and then it trickled down to my family. Aunts won't speak to me even now. I got aunts that don't talk to me because I'm, um, I want to be white. So it's like I get this stigma all the time. Oh, oh you, you want to be white and you don't move to New York City and now you think you you out there with the big city folk and you want to be white. That's, it, it seems like when I speak of what I speak of, it's only the fact that I just want to be white. And that's so far-fetched from the truth. Um, I've been called a bed wench. Mm. I've been called... And I mean, I'm talking about from my black brothers who on a, they, uh, they page, we talking about black queens and all of this stuff like that. But the moment I don't agree with nothing they talking about, now I'm a bad witch. Now I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm all this other stuff. And it's just like, I mean, to be honest with you, ain't nobody been boss enough to say none of this stuff in my face. And they not gonna. All of this is via social media. We know this. But at the same time, it's just like hatred. It's been nothing but hatred. And, you know, for me, it's like, even when I deal with liberals who may have their little mindset or way they think, I ain't going to disrespect them and call them all types of names. It's like, I've, I've gained all that flat and disrespect. And it's just like, because I want to be white, this is what I get. That's crazy. Just because she's a conservative, all of a sudden she wants to be white. Right? I guess so. In a, I think that's kind of like the old guard kind of still talking a little bit. And this actually kind of reminds me of... Uh, this picture I saw, I, I think I actually saw it at work, was this Trump uh, support, like this kid who was wearing, like who was supporting Trump was like selling lemonade to help Trump build the wall. And I sat there, first of all, it was funny because, I mean, that's ingenuity. It'll get a lot of people who think the way he looked, who thinks to, you know, freaking support him and buy lemonade from him. I mean, I, 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 it was so funny to me, but also at the same time, I'm like, yo, the kid looked like he was 12 or 11 or even 10 years old. I'm like, man, do you even really know what you're talking about? Like, for real, for real. I mean, you're 10 years old. You're trying to, f- puberty's about to hit you. Then everything changes. And it always seems like to me at that time, I always have this policy. And obviously, it's way easier said than done. That as a parent, you kind of just let them discover it on their own. That's why you always kind of hear these stories like, oh, I believed one way. I always believed kind of like the way my parents, well, I kind of believed. And then once they get on their own in college or when they finally leave home, they kind of realize the world and see the world for themselves. And, you know, that's when they form their own opinions and their opinions could be way different than what, you know, their parents told them. So I sit there looking at that kid. I'm like, is he really going to feel like that when he's like 25 and he just graduated college? Because it always seems like, uh, I, you know, reading this, it's it's this quote I saw. It's attributed to like Winston Churchill and like 15 other people. Like uh, if you're 
below 30 and you're not a and you're not a democrat you don't have a heart you or you have no heart if you're over 30 and you're not a and you're not a republican you have no brains so it seems like obviously younger you see everybody's more liberal and then as you grow older you become more conservative and i that that was kind of surprising me is like does, does that actually make sense because maybe it does because you start becoming you start kind of really seeing the world for how it rolls and kind of just start asking more questions and seeing you know how do i fit into this so with that and kind of seeing especially when some of these people figure it out earlier and seeing how because you know they're like uh, this the lady's name is bevelyn Beatty, who who just talked just seeing how she i mean in the video she looks like she's under 30 I don't know. I'm just using that kind of rule that she's a that she's very outspoken. I mean, but she's very outspoken about what she believes. She wholeheartedly supports Trump and being a conservative. And that's it's in her right to. But to see that just how she supports her and how all her she's ostracized from her family and how all these people talk about her. And, you know, there's basically like a special kind of courage in that. And that I low-key kind of admire to just be like, you know what, damn what the world thinks, damn what the people around me think, because I'm supposed to think that way. I'm my own person. You know, I can think how I want to think. And that is probably something that a lot of people need to do more. Enough of this kind of group thing, think for yourself. And to see that all the words that she's being called, but this, these are the, the left. Like, this is coming from the left, like she says, where these are, this is technically the more inclusive, more understanding person but mind you these are only just just a small part maybe there are more people like me who just like do you believe what you want to believe all right as long as technically you're not breaking the law you're not hurting anybody you're fine if that's what you want to be that's what you want to believe all right i can't i can try all i want like with like the i guess a prime example would be the kind of vaccination kind of crisis blown up again like that kid who got who snuck basically uh got himself vaccinated once he turned 18 and then he went and tested out on Capitol Hill about how vaccinations help. And then he tried to explain that to his parents. And his parents were like, that's what the government wants you to think. You know, you can try all you want to kind of change people's minds. So that's, I kind of see, I kind of understand where she's coming from. Like, you know what? I'm not going to attack anybody. I'll take all the hate. I'll take all the abuse. Because I'm, I'm finally thinking for myself. And the way I think is not the way you think I should think. Which... I mean, if everybody, no matter where you are, if you have a boss or something and somebody tells you in a way to do something, you don't appreciate the way um, they told you to do it. It's going to piss you off and to just kind of have that courage, that kind of mentality to see that um, the left is shown, you know, as this all inclusive, like kind of everybody. We want everybody to have equal rights. We want everything, everything to be great for everybody. And to kind of see this underbelly, which is, I, I want to say is a very small part, but it's also, you know, the small part that's very loud about the left. That is out there. And that's, that's what she's getting exposed to. That's also forming what she believes the left is going to be. And that's just one more. That's just one of two that I, I've told you or the second one. So I'm going to play the third one here. It's by Christopher Wright. He, he's also another conservative who, who describes how his treatment was. And I think he takes a very kind of uh, like kind of like a big stance kind of describing the whole left, which is also my problem with it. But here's what uh, Christopher Wright uh, talks about how being a conservative and how he's treated by black people and minorities. 
So does anyone uh, so else? I, well, sure. I, I, I made a statement on, online. I got you know a lot of people commenting on it. Was I didn't see true racism in this country until I became a conservative. Thanks. Because I've seen hate hate speech come from people. You're talking about left, left always talking about hate so much. I saw true hate coming from the left, and it was white yes. people calling me Uncle Tom. Pretty much white people telling me I'm not black enough, which is oh, racist. No, it's yes. there, and then when, there, when, when you call them out on it and you say they're racist, they're it's like, no, I'm not. They, they need to think so. about it. Like, well, yeah, I am kind of being racist. Yeah. That's how racist the left still is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I oh, have family members, like she people. said, my aunts that don't oh, talk to me anymore. I have high school friends, students of childhood that mm -hmm. don't don't you know don't talk to me, unfriend me, and a lot of white friends as well. Now I'm not talking about just black friends, but I'm talking about people on the left in general yeah. just have that hate in their heart, in my opinion. And it just uh, you know that's I mean, what I felt. And it's it's so interesting that on the left, like the the wokies is what I call them. These are the people that are that are woker <laughs> than you can ever be. <laughs> but the wokies give the white liberals of the left this space to tell a black person how to be black and how you are supposed to experience black and how you're supposed to think as a black person. You know, the craziest part about this is there's probably hundreds or hundreds of millions of stories like this where um, as a black person, um, you're being told that you're not black enough by white people, anything like that. And Christopher does a really good job of illustrating that and showing that um, even though the left is presented as this as this all inclusive thing, if you don't agree with the left, like it, the fact that people on the left cannot be racist is, is a complete lie. Man, everybody's probably a little racist every day. And Rob really illustrates that in seeing how he says a lot of the Wokies, which is a terrible name. But I guess it's it's designed that way to be funny and to illustrate to elicit a reaction from people. And seeing that I have seen that to given people, um, especially as as black people, um, given white people who are all technically on their side, kind of that extra leeway to say that, especially to a black conservative. And um, basically, I, I mean, I basically my big takeaway from these kind of three snippets that you heard, the three stories of of black conservatives how they're treated by minorities is that it doesn't have to be um black people it could be whatever i mean you've seen i mean we used to roast people in high school or whatever it, it happens in like sports debates when you say like when you're i mean use a lebron michael jordan debate right now about who's the goat and people like you're out of your mind and you roast people for that that's just sports we're talking here politics and things like that and seeing how they're just all the crap they're taking for the technically the more inclusive side. When when I think it would just be better to find a way to just kind of sit down and talk and agree to disagree. I mean, you. I always ask that question: Is this so hard? Like, why did they have to be treated that way? Why why just because they believe a certain way? Maybe and that that you automatically lump them in that they believe everything that the person says you know that that the side that they support they they support everything that that side supports that's that's kind of that's kind of stupid to just think that way i mean to i what the question i wanted to ask if i was on that panel so like what do you not agree with on your side and i get and maybe it's just what they don't agree with maybe they, that's when they vote um democrat on that issue let's, let's just say abortion or something like that so to not even attempt to have the discussion and just seeing how all the people around those three with Rob, Christopher and Bevelin and how they were just treated. Nobody even really tried just 
a whole bunch of incredibly insulting like remarks made at them about how they believe that they just want to be white even though they're black and the fact that um they just cannot you know they just can't people around them cannot just accept that they're thinking for themselves i mean that's crazy just kind of think about if you really think about it right i mean do people get that in in sports like oh my dad my dad was a huge chiefs fan so when I was growing up, I liked the Denver Broncos. So then I'm getting crap from everybody because I like the Denver Broncos instead of the Chiefs. And then you people get crap for that. And I I, know, I keep running back to sports because I think that's something that everybody with all these comparisons or metaphors or whatever that everybody can kind of relate to. But it's a shame that, you know, that obviously this this isn't just on the 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 right to left you know how that is it, th- that could be completely flipped and see i don't know let's just say a white dude from a hugely conservative family and he's a liberal and then how he gets attacked like how you don't you're probably like oh you're you're probably you don't care about our country you hippie whatever i don't know i don't know how they would be attacked but just see that and that happens on both sides of the line just the fact to be unwilling to even attempt to talk to just automatically label them like that is just wrong on both sides, no matter what you believe, because you automatically create resentment in technically in those three people. You see how, especially how Christopher said the words that he used, like that's how racist the left really still is. Like to use something like that, and I, I feel like that kind of statement right there would elicit a very strong reaction from a, especially a very um, liberal person. Me, I just sat there. I was like, "Whoa, that's." They seem very inflammatory, but he only uses those words because of what has happened to him. <laughs> to see friends who have known him forever, who know him, and he just loses them because he's a conservative. They don't even try to see what he technically supports and what he doesn't. And that's just them. That that goes for all three. So is it is it really that hard to just even attempt to talk, to agree, disagree, to be like? I mean, people do it sports all the time. Most of my squad here in, in, in Kansas are Chiefs fans. I'm a Patriots fan. We figure out a way to be friends. I know that sport. Is it not hard for a liberal and a, and a conservative to just be friends, to have a friendly conversation, to still talk to, to at least accept each other and how they believe and have intelligent debates? I, technically, it's really hard right now because was it Kelly Conway's husband? Is, I believe that's it. Who's who's a I, I, I guess he's a liberal and he's attacking Donald Trump a lot. And then Kelly Conway is she's supporting Donald. She supports him all the time. And you have Donald Trump attacking back. She's kind of just sitting there and just to kind of see her automatically take Donald Trump's side, not even try. Maybe behind the scenes, they're trying to talk, you know, but it's just crazy to kind of see that happen. And they're married. So I, I, I know it's hard, but is it is it too hard for other people to put that effort in? And that's just one topic. Conservatism has ever given me is the opportunity to see myself as an individual. Thank you. I was just about to say that. Collective. Yes. All the time. I, it just for me, it's just like we're we're when we're black people, like we're always supposed to be a part of some monolith and collective where we're just supposed to always be talking about the Why does every black person why does why is a black person we have to always compare ourselves to white people for yeah. it to be some but this but, but the white people no, so it's wild. like it's like it's it's, in my mind I feel like I, 
At the end of the day, I'm beveling Beatty. That's all I am. And all I know what to do is when that check come, that check say my name on it. When that rig come and say my name on it, when my phone bill do, that say my name. You know, it's the idea of individual thought. And I just realized that I think after this podcast, I think people are going to think I'm leaning more right when I still don't know which way I lean. I, th this entire video was kind of like a look into conservative America, which I don't think I've ever had before, especially conservative black America. So to just kind of think about that, the idea of thinking like having being an individual um especially politically is is pretty i think it's pretty it's pretty important for everybody just because you lean or just because you're left that doesn't mean you, you support all left policies just because you're right that that doesn't mean you support all right policies or, or all conservative whatever you want to call it and it's just the fact that i think in terms obviously they brought up black people to white people but it's it's not even black people to white people it could be like you versus your neighbor down the block who has a bigger house or you versus um your co-worker who has the bigger car even though you guys work the same who has a better car even though you guys work the same position it's always the idea that i think in a lot of ways um especially myself i have compared myself to my mom a lot um in terms of accomplishments in terms of kind of like living my life out and this kind of especially me working where i work now it's it's like my time to kind of discover who i am and it's it's hard it's re especially for me it's really hard to kind of know who i am where i stand especially on certain things to just kind of sit there and automatically kind of like kind of pigeonhole yourself by comparing yourself to that person when um I feel like, especially as black people, sometimes that's such an easy answer. But white people are doing this. Why can't we do that? Instead of, like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. Or I'll do it. You know, I think that's what they, they bring about. That's what uh, Bevelyn says. At the end of the day, that's my name on it. That's, they don't write white people on the check, you know, or, or as compared to white people. It's just your name on it. So in a way to get out of that mindset. And um, things like that. And just kind of getting out of the way you were raised. to finally just think for yourself. No matter on the right or the left. To be able to think for yourself. To be able to be like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And try to do it in like a very academic way. Everybody in that video is college educated. You know? Everybody in that video thinks for uh, is articulate. They, they present themselves very professionally. That's what they came in there to do. They came in there to... Um, like they came in there to explain their positions, how they feel about America, especially right now. And one thing that I've always said and actually talk about in the video is that Donald Trump has made um, us really talk. And like I, I've, I've also said, he also, he's also made the people who you've always kind of suspected feel some type of way about me or you or whoever, whatever you are, whether you're white, black, whatever. It, it's kind of made it more fashionable for the bigots, the racists, whoever. Um, to come out on both sides it also made the left more it's like they finally realized holy crap like we have to do something so it's made both sides be very active to have very tough conversations and that's very important especially now I've, we're getting we're getting to a point where you can't just information's everywhere and to 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 not be able to even want to access that information you are being ignorant and i get it you 
um, you guys have kids or you, you have your job, you have whatever. I okay, obviously I don't have kids. I have a job. I have we all have responsibilities outside and like in our life outside of you know trying to find time to read or whatever. But just try to find some, try to listen, try to understand. Don't just vote or don't just support something to support some because you're left. Actually know what you're trying to support. Actually think for yourself. The idea of that uh, individual thought to develop your own individual thought is very enticing to me. You know, and I think it's, it is to everybody. Yeah, sure. There are always going to be things like white privilege and things like that where the system is rigged to, to prevent people like hell. Just look at that college admission scandal I talked about last week. But to have that idea of individual thought and to see how empowered it made um, the conservatives. But there's also one um, liberal on there. His name is George. Um, the, I'm actually going to play what he says next and, and, and how he says I don't just um, I don't just uh, uh, pull myself by the bootstraps. I buy the freaking boots so I can give them to people because I'm more well off as a liberal than other people are. So he's like, I work in my community. This is what I do. And that's a, a, a very great example of somebody on the left who's I who's definitely I think he has definitely looked into it. He looks into what he calls systems of oppression, which they kind of are. And he, he even talks about how affirmative action has technically helped more white women than it has black people, even though affirmative action is generally associated with white people uh, with black people. He's talked about um he talked about welfare and how they're technically more white people on welfare than black people. It's just how it's associated it's how it's presented to us. So seeing how these systems, which are supposedly supposed to help minorities and black people and things like that, and how they actually support other people. And just this idea of individual thought to see, even though he's a liberal, this is how he feels. He still is like, no, I'm going to do this my way. I'm going to go in there and support my community. When a lot of people, like I said, it's easy to, you know, sit there and back. Oh, no, I, I'm I'm uh, I support a woman's right to choose, but you don't get out there and do it. You know, you don't actually, you just saying it to say it when I'm not, you don't have to actually go out and do some big thing to prove it. But it's like, I feel like, God, I don't know, what, I don't know how to phrase this, but it's, it's just, maybe it's just the fact that you're not mailing it in, you know, just don't mail it in. Do your due diligence because what the decisions we make now don't affect us. They affect our kids. That's what they do. Because our kids will be trying to work on it. That's why a whole bunch of students all across the world didn't go to school to protest climate change and things like that this week. And one quote I remember on The Guardian is like, the way we've seen things go, if they don't, like, what's the point of going to school with with, with how we're seeing the world go? What's the point of go? Because by the time we're able to make these decisions, it, everything will be done for us. Like, it will get into a point, at least climate change-wise, we'll get into a point of no return. And these kids are taking their own individual, and they're younger than me, and probably most of you who listen to this. And to see that kind of individual thought, and that's mainly on the left, and mainly to see that kind of action, to do it individually, I'm going to decide to do this, and to just like, I'm going to do this with them. You know, just because it's the cool thing to do or something like that. It's just enticing. And I'm going to just I'm trying to play um, like parts of the video that are that kind of talk about everybody, because it's like I said before, it's very like black people oriented. And sure, you could listen, you could watch it, especially as somebody who doesn't really know kind of the struggles of black culture and things like that. 
you should you should just watch it but also try and like some of those questions just switch the, the things up try to form your own and try to see if you can answer those questions for yourself and your family and your culture i want to hear what your reactions are to black voters being synonymous oh. with the democratic party well here's the thing the reason that black voters are synonymous with the democratic party is because we've been on the receiving end of about 50 years of an onslaught of PR. It comes from our entertainers, it comes from our ball players, it comes from our singers, it comes from the Democratic politicians who, some of, most of which are black and empty, mm -hmm. but are being used to sell us this idea of the Democratic Party being the home of African Americans. Mm -hmm. And that is why we vote 90% Democratic. Now let me tell you something, there is not another demographic in the world that votes nine out of 10 votes for one party. Mm -hmm. Why is that still something to be proud of? Why do we, why do we say that we are proud to vote 90% for Democrats? They don't have to do shit for us, okay? Because they know they're gonna get 90%. You wanna respond? I think you're kind of essentializing just like black people in general, because my perspective of, I didn't raise my hand, but like I did kind of grow up in a black democratic household. And like my family, I came here when I was four from um, the Democratic Republic of the Congo in Central Africa. And like my mom didn't know Democratic or Republican. She yeah, just, she just knew policies. She just knew policies and she was watching the news and she was seeing what policies benefit, benefited her and her three children because she was a single mother. So like, I think that's definitely essentializing the black community. Just like you're saying you want it to be an individual, you're kind of not doing that by, you know, essentializing these. But, but I have to use the example because 90% of us vote a certain yeah. way. You know, so just Even in the, the context of the conversation, I have to say, well, if 90% of us are voting a single way, like, why is that? And, and to me, that's a big driver of, of why. Yeah, and that's, it opens itself up a brainwash for a community as well, yeah. because political leaders, they see you voting that much blindly like that, they're going to lie to you and do whatever, because they know you're going to lie. She just said policy. She just said Hold on. Yeah, from a policy standpoint, if you want to jump in, please. It's not as much groupthink as people assume it is, as much as it's harm reduction. So one of the things that I often talk about, because I'm not Republican, I'm not Democrat, I'm just black and I'm George. Yes, yes. I talk about what we need to do in our communities, right? Local level, macro level, Absolutely. micro level, right? Because that's really where it starts. Voting isn't the beginning, voting isn't the ending, voting is just a tool in the toolbox. That whole toolbox includes us as black people when we do get money and when we do get on and when we do get these things, going back and bringing other people along with us, not shitting on them because they couldn't pull themselves up by bootstraps. Again, like I always talk about that whole bootstrap argument because some people don't have boots. Yep. So it's like when you're telling people that they can pull themselves out of somewhere, some people don't even have anything to pull from. So I played that long clip as just to see a little bit more of the conversation that they had and how I technically identify with one of them for sure. The young lady, her name is Dor Dorka that like that like i don't even want to say her last i'm probably pronouncing it wrong especially especially with it being um an african name i'm probably am gonna pronounce it wrong even though i'm also african um to see rob take that stance where like i actually told you guys earlier in the in the podcast where 90 percent of black people vote for the democratic party and he illustrates it where he says talking 50 years of just PR being told as black people, hey, this is how we, this is how you're supposed to vote because these people represent us. And 
the easy kind of an easy way for us to do now um or at least kind of some examples of today's yg when he did um his uh fuck donald trump song and everywhere he went especially when uh, kendrick lamar was here in concert i believe two years ago i went to that concert it's Prince center and yg was opening for kendrick lamar and boy you can tell the whole freaking stadium was saying it and I see him not sit there with YG and I don't know YG personally, just the persona that he presents. I'm like, is he just saying that to say that because, you know, that that's what's going to make him money? Or is he saying that because he understands something? And that's only a, a question YG can answer because I don't know. I don't know the guy. I've never been technically that concert where I sat in the concerts, the closest I'm ever going to get to the guy, you know, but that happens everywhere. Just the fact that, like I said, the individual thought is that it's it's that's technically in our grandparents and our parents to be they've been told for decades that hey this is how this is the part that you're supposed to support because they stand up for your rights and then to see the few that are just there or even anybody of any time just challenging that well that doesn't mean they're going full-blown conservative they're just challenging like like why are we supposed to think that way but then you see um dorka um respond back by saying hey I'm I'm technically from Africa. My mom was from Africa. She was a single mother. She was raising three kids. We weren't looking at um, a party. We're just looking at policy, which I believe is what at least I do now. And I want to say, but only my mom can answer. That's what my mom did. We didn't have time to think about parties. You know, everybody was too busy getting work done. But you just think about the policies that are going to help you live your life into the future. That's going to help um, your kids live their lives after you know the, the older generation is gone so to just kind of see like a little pushback and then george coming up at the end and saying look it's more like it's it's kind of like like you know at this at this rate especially in the black we've been conditioned to kind of think a certain way and it's in a ways it's it's both a benefit and a detriment because what it it's a detriment because we could get trapped in that type of way of thinking. So we can't think of, oh, maybe we can't think of a way out. And that's one of my main problems that it, it seems like such an easy thing to go back and say, oh, you know, we, I'll just vote for Democratic Party because they probably have my interest in mind. Or because they even bring it up there like, oh, white people do this. So it's it's like it's it's easy to just kind of fall back on those subjects. And I know I'm, I'm I know that I'm not saying it right. And whoever's listening to this was probably smarter than me knows what I'm trying to say. But to just kind of fall back on those and even as a Democrat or as a liberal or whatever you are to be to have that concept of individual thought, to be able to just think as an individual, not as a person, which maybe is hard to do on the left, but you should still be able to do that. How is this going to benefit me, though? Is this, even though I'm liberal, is this the right policy for me to support? You know, and I'm not just supporting because I'm liberal. I'm supporting because it's going to help me. It's going to help my family. Those that entire little like three, three, four minute kind of clip just show that a little bit to see the, the completely different things to, to see what Christopher actually brings up. The idea of brainwashing. That you've been told by so long, you've been told by YG, you've been told by the game, you've been told by Jay-Z, you've been told by Beyonce, you've been told by all these different like people, prominent people in the black community, that this is how you're supposed to think. This is the this part you're supposed to support. Even though, and you just kind of maybe in back then, maybe even more 
maybe less now that you just support to do it and that takes away the individual thought from you that you okay i do agree with some of the stuff but let me really look into it let me see this let me see that it's i i think that individual thought is so important and i'm just going to keep calling it that just have that kind of discretion for yourself to say no even though i lean a certain way i don't agree with this part of the certain way that i lean this was such a great video to be a part of man and i'm really worried about the reaction to this even though um even though i know where i stand like george said i'm not a democrat i'm not a republican i'm just luther they're both sides i have problems with both sides i have problems with even the people they're putting up on both sides to be our our next president but you know the battle lines are forming and it's time to start learning about these people so that we can when we head into 2020 i am armed with as much knowledge as possible also go out and, and register to vote please just go out and register to vote i mean pretty soon you started seeing all those attack ads again i mean ev everything's ramping up so but it's 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 time to just no matter who you are it's time hopefully i found a good way to kind of explain this i probably didn't to it's time to start thinking about you know at least politically like really just think about where you stand because it's important no matter who you are i understand there's so much going on but in it's it's just that important that no matter what's going on in your life at least just be knowledgeable because even no matter i mean i'm in my i'm in my 20s but the, the decisions we're doing right now are going to be for technically my kids and my generation's kids that's how that's how it looks like it's going to be affecting us for the future my goodness what a what a time to be alive I've been saying that a lot more lately. And <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, man. No, I, I'm going to ramp down. Uh, I know got a couple of hot topic things with the Mueller report is turned in. And I am not going to see anything about... Basically, I'm, not, I'm just going to watch how everything goes for a couple of days. Because I've seen... Um, two things come up, man, I gotta find a way to turn those notifications off, but I've seen, you know, I've seen multiple stories come up about, um, Mueller not finding any collusion and, you know, and whatever. And this, the Mueller report is so big that it's going to either validate one side, it's going to validate or destroy one side of, of the thing. So, um, especially we're seeing how hard Trump has gone against it, um, previously, also, why is Trump attacking John McCain even though he's dead? That dude's a savage. He's a savage. I mean, I, I don't know what it's like to be president, but he's just a savage. Like, he doesn't care. It's just like scorched earth all the time. And I think, I think no matter how this presidency, how, whenever this presidency ends, it's going to be interesting to look back and see how America kind of changes from this. Because... Like I said before, he's forced a lot of things to come out. So you can't just put these things back in. And if you try, it's only going to create more problems in the future. So still a lot of hard conversations need to be had. 
and it's it's going to be incredible. And how I feel like he hasn't been called to the carpet for a lot of his promises. Like Mexico's not building that wall. That's the easiest one to come up with. Why does why doesn't Flint still have water? Like clean water? Why 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 isn't like why haven't people fixed that? I also saw he wrote like an executive order or something protecting free speech in college, which is important because everybody's seen that meme where it's technically the scene of the Jedi and Attack of the Clones, the second episode two, where they're surrounded by droids. And it's like what it's like to be a conservative in college. And it's just to be constantly attacked. I mean, uh, my gosh. This video has just been an incredible look into conservative black America and also incredible look into myself and into like realizing that I still really don't know anything about like black America at all. And I'm trying my hardest to learn. I don't know anything. So go back in, start diving in some more, ask some more questions because it, that's, that's what needs to be done, especially as. Like I said, man, presidential election is, is going to be ramping up this time next year. You're going to be like, holy crap, what's going on? You know? And doing, just starting to work on that, it's, t- it's I need to learn even more. And hopefully, whoever you are, no matter what race you are, listen to these clips and watch. And please, hopefully, go watch that video. I will link it in the description or in the social media post because it's important that you watch. And, and yeah, I think... Even though the questions are being tailored toward the black community, it's going to ask, it's going to make you think about your own community. It really is. And if not, you're going to learn something about the black community like I did. And I'm black. It's kind of like shameful to me a little bit. But you know what? If I did, it just I just happened to see this video by curiosity or by happenstance and I was curious so I, I watched it and it was something I've watched technically four times now and I would love to find a way to sit down with that guy and just see how they come up with this stuff I'd, I've heard about Vice too and I, I never really knew about them and their videos are incredible like just the headlines alone like the newest one is why a lot of Latinos are converting to Islam and I said what like the most non the most controversial K-pop group and there's they're not they're not Korean They're talking about um, technically the first of its kind, like a black conservative convention in Washington, D.C. And I think it was led by Candace Owens, who I know her from the um, Joe Rogan um, Experience podcast. So them asking questions like that and and even more that I'm fully ready to after this, after I clean this up, I put this up and have it ready for you guys. I'm going to dive in and see that and also recommend another documentary since i technically do that like once a week like every wednesday i'd recommend a documentary for you guys because i've just been murdering them things man either way now i can like pop out of the room i was in recording the podcast and go see <laughs> Stephen <and> m <laughs> they've been such gracious hosts but hold up why are you looking at me like that steve Oh, you can talk like that? Like, yeah. During your podcast? Yeah. This is all recording right now. Huh? Yeah. It's all recording? Yeah. Don't say anything dumb. Please say something dumb. How'd you stay in Columbia, Crunch? It's freaking awesome. It was it was my first time in Columbia. It was pretty fun. 
Yeah. And I, was, I, I came at the perfect time because there's nobody here because it's spring break. Yeah. I would have hated to come here during like football season or something. Would you recommend Fuzzies to everyone? Yes. Yes, I would. How do you describe Fuzzies again? Because it was, first of all, their tacos are incredible and incredibly cheap. And in that one place uh, where, where we can shop and drink beer at the same time? Gerbs. Gerbs was. There should be a Gerbs everywhere. Yeah. I'm going to put this at the end of the podcast, but there should be a Gerbs everywhere. I know. My goodness, that was awesome. I'm gonna. I might just drive down here two hours just to shop. There we go. And drive back. (laughs) 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 Oh my god. What was your highest score? Oh, you got like four hundred. You got like four hundred. Oh yeah, in Crossy Road. Yeah, and then that didn't matter. It didn't even get me to the top ten. <laughs> I was so bad. I was like, fuck. <laughs> oh my god, you guys are awesome. I'm gonna use this at the end of the podcast. So either way, guys, stay safe. Follow the podcast on social media at Facebook and Twitter at YCMWT. You can call the podcast. At 80553YCMWT or 805-539-2698. Either way, guys, love you guys. Stay safe. Bye.